Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Hot Rod Bob. You've got gas, an earlier edition, because, well, I got car things to do, and I'm going to be traveling around this morning, so I won't get to do the 11 a.m. If you missed it, sorry, you missed it live, but you can watch it. Well, heck, you are watching it. All right, one of the things I wanted to talk about was multi-cylinder engines, multi-cylinder engines. Now, we, we're used to three-cylinder, four-cylinder, five-cylinder, six cylinders, V8s, but do you remember V12s? Yeah, V12s. V10s. Yeah, Chrysler, V10. They used it in the Viper. They used it in the truck. The Ford's got a V10. But did you know that Chevrolet had a V12? Hmm. Very interesting, they say. Yes, well, when Chrysler introduced the Viper... It had a V10. It had an aluminum pushrod V10, putting at about 400 horsepower. Guys at Chevrolet said, wait a minute here. Viper's direct competition for our new C4 Corvette. Well, not so new. Viper was introduced in 1989 at the Detroit Auto Show, and the C4 Corvette had already been out since 1984. So, hmm, what do we do? Well, General Motors says, wait a minute, we've got to counter this attack on our classy sports car. And I know by today's standards, the C4 Corvette isn't the greatest Corvette made. I mean, we're talking the days of low net horsepower. Mine's got 245. But we're talking about a world-class chassis because in 1984, when Chevrolet introduced the Corvette, it hit the racetracks immediately. And as it hit the racetracks, the protests started to climb. Because the Corvette was so good at the time that it was blowing the doors off the A-Class cars in, that it was racing against. Well, SCCA, the Sports Car Club of America, in their infinite wisdom said, well, competition's good, but you're too fast. You're too good. So we're going to create a class just for the C4 Corvettes. And they called it the Corvette Challenge. The Chevrolet responded with a bunch of high-performance Corvettes ready to go racing a part number car you could order right from your local dealership. There were a handful of them made, enough to certify them as a class. And those cars bring big dollars today if you can find one. And occasionally they do come up for sale. But what they did when the Viper came out was a little unusual. Now, they were producing 245 horsepower out of a 350 with fuel injection. The Viper was putting out 400 horsepower. Big difference back in the time. So Chevrolet, Generous Motors, in their infinite wisdom, decided the best way to combat a V10 is with a V12. Yeah, V12. Didn't know Chevrolet had a V12, did you? Well, they didn't. But what they did do was contact the guys at Falconer and use the Falconer V12, which was based on the architecture of a Chevrolet small block. It was a 90-degree V12. It weighed about 500 pounds, just about the same as a small block Chevrolet at the time. Good morning, Mar. Uh, Marlon, how you doing? Well, in return... 
This Falconer V12, which was based for marine use, well, they shoehorned it into the C4 Corvette, got 686 horsepower and 600 foot-pounds of torque. That's 200 more, almost 300 more horsepower than the Viper at 400 horsepower. Now, it did make the weight distribution a little off for the Corvette. It also was a very thirsty engine, and it ate up a lot of fuel. So, the V12 really wasn't a good choice at the time, especially since on the drawing boards and in, well, testing was the ZR1 Corvette, which came out in 1990 with a dual overhead cam V8. It put out 400 horsepower. It weighed a whole lot less. It was all aluminum. The design work was done by Lotus. The manufacturing was done by Mercury Marine. Yes, Mercury Marine. Very reliable engine. Very few failures. Lots of horsepower, lots of torque. But the V12, wow, it was a running, driving prototype. Now, they built it. They tried it out, but it just didn't work. Oh, it was fast. Straight line. It was fast to the gas station, too. And that inlay was part of the problem. But the V8 was a lot cheaper to produce and a lot easier to fit in the car. So the ZL1 Corvette, or ZR1 Corvettes, came out with over with 400 horsepower. Later, they upped it to 405 horsepower. Still didn't have the torque of the Viper, but it still beat the Viper at their own game. Now, the Viper was a very formidable race car. Did quite well at Le Mans. Corvettes came back and showed them what could be done and beat them at their own game. But a V12 Chevrolet. Now, the engine's still available. Falconer still produces it. It's a marine-based engine. It's an aluminum V12. It's cool looking. I mean, it's long. It's big. It's burly. Hmm. And it fit in a Corvette. Now, Motor Trend Magazine tested this car. They called it the ZR12. It ran the quarter mile in 11.6 at 133 miles an hour. This baby was making some horsepower. Well, Road and Track tested it, but they were only able to get 13.4 in the quarter mile. Road and track guys turn right and left. They don't know how to drag race. Now, in 1989, the ZR12 prototypes resided at the National... Well, actually, one of the 1989 Corvettes sits in the National Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, California. It's parked right next to a Viper. And, you know, I didn't even think of the significance of that when I was back there a few years ago, looking at the cars, I go, yeah, okay, V12, Corvette, eh, interesting, hot rod. Didn't realize Chevrolet was doing the development work on it. Engine's still available. You could still do it. It's a running driving prototype. It fits. It works. Hmm. Be the first one on your block to have a V12 Corvette. I got an idea. Gee, I wonder how one of those motors would work in a dragster. Oh, that would look awesome, wouldn't it? Imagine how long the blower would have to be if you went into one of those bigger classes. 
12-cylinder. That's an awful long crankshaft. Hmm. wonder how much it flexes at RPM. Now, it's made for marine use, so it's not getting the shock loads that you would get in racing. Hmm. Interesting. Well, next time when I'm back in Bowling Green for the Holly Hot Rod reunion, I make my annual pilgrimage to the Corvette Museum. I'm going to have to take a closer look at that car. The wheels are turning. A V12 Corvette. Generous Motors called it the VR12. Hmm. It's amazing what hot rod engineering can do, isn't it? I'm Hot Rod Bob. You've got gas. A little bit shorter edition today. I'm going to be getting with a car club today. And as you know, I'm very pro car club. And we have a business meeting with one of the car clubs. My wife, also involved in car clubs as heavily as I am, is the newsletter writer for this car club. And uh, they want to meet and greet. And they're up in our area. So we said, okay, let's meet and greet. So we're going to. So we're going to go out and meet with some of the good people from a Ford model car club. And the car club, uh, well, I'll give you a clue. Their cars only have two seats. Think about that for a little bit. And no, it did not come from Great Britain. And Shelby had nothing to do with it. Got it? Get it. Good. I'm Hot Rod Pop. You've got gas, the morning edition. Brought to you by Service Tech Equipment. When you're working on that car in your garage, you need the best service equipment possible. And Service Tech has you covered. Service Tech out of Simi Valley, California. Also here on Facebook. And Valley Head Service. Valley Head Service. The guys that know, know who to go to. And that's Valley Head Service. You guys take care.